Mr. Willard drove me up to the Adirondacks. It was the day after Christmas, and a gray sky bellied over us, fat with snow. I felt overstuffed and dull and disappointed, the way I always do the day after Christmas, as if whatever it was, the pine boughs and the candles and the silver and gilt-ribboned presents and the birch log fires and the Christmas
I let out a scornful laugh. If neurotic is wanting two mutually exclusive things at one and the same time, then I'm neurotic as hell. I'll be flying back and forth between one mutually exclusive thing and another for the rest of my days. Buddy put his hand on mine. Let me fly with you. I stood at the top of the ski slope on Mount Pisgah, looking down. I had no business to be up there. I'd never skied before. Good thing you ain't me, me, sir. 
send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness, and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel's hair, and with a girdle of a skin about his loins. And he did eat locusts and wild honey, and preached, saying, 
There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And it came to pass that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized with John in Jordan. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted of Satan. And was it?
Thank you. 
last I felt a powerful drowsiness drifting through my veins from all the pine bark wine I had drunk. I think I'll go in and lie down, I said. I strolled casually into the bedroom and stooped over to nudge off my shoes. The clean bed bobbed before me like a safe boat. I stretched full length and shut my eyes. Then I heard Constantine sigh and come in from the balcony. One by one, his shoes clonked onto the floor and he lay down by my side. I looked at him secretly from under a fall of hair. He was lying on his back, his hands under his head, staring at the ceiling. The starched white sleeves of his shirt rolled up to the elbows, glimmered eerily in the half-dark, and his tan skin seemed almost black. I thought he must be the most beautiful man I'd ever seen. I thought if only I had a keen, shapely bone structure to my face, or could discuss politics shrewdly, or was a famous writer, Constantine might find me interesting enough to sleep with. And then I wondered if, as soon as he came to like me, he would sink into ordinariness. And if as soon as he came to love, I would find fault after fault, the way I did with Buddy Willard and the boys before him. The same thing happened over and over. I would catch sight of some flawless man off in the distance, but as soon as he moved closer, I immediately saw he wouldn't do it all. That's one of the reasons I never wanted to get married. The last thing I wanted was infinite security and to be the place an arrow shoots off from. I wanted change and excitement and to shoot off in all directions myself like the colored arrows from a 4th of July rocket. I woke to the sound of rain. It was pitch dark. After a while, I deciphered the faint outlines of an unfamiliar window. Every so often, a beam of light appeared out of thin air, traversed the wall like a ghostly, exploratory finger, and slid off into nothing again. Then I heard the sound of somebody breathing. At first, I thought it was only myself and that I was lying in the dark in my hotel room after being poisoned. I held my breath, but the breathing kept on. A green eye glowed on the bed beside me. It was divided into quarters like a compass. I reached out slowly and closed my hand on it. I lifted it up. With it came an arm, heavy as a dead man's, but warm with sleep. Cafe, 
down by the river. No, Jacques. Ça m'est égal. Please, Jacques. I wanna go to China 
I'm left unmoved by country songs sweetly wailed by three related trumpets. I love those real sick sounds, tones that just offend me. They stimulate and send me
those I dislike I got those repressed hostility blues lost in the cruel cruel city I'm jostled maltreated and cheated in turn by an odd twist of fate I yearn to be gracious to people I hate fight back I got those repressed hostility blues here in the no good city the anger I'm feeling is all in my mind oh if only I knew some kind of a someone to transfer it to
someone to transfer it to. Oh, there must be a chum on whom I can dump my repressed hostility. Why was he holding her hand? 
text verse 14. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, and wash thy face. That thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. And Judas begat Perez and Zerah of Tamar. Perez begat Ezra, and Ezra begat Aram. And Aram begat Aminadab, and Aminadab begat Naasim. Asen begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz of Rechab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon begat Roboam, and Roboam begat Abiah, and Abiah begat Asa, and Asa begat Josaphat, and Josaphat begat Joram. And Joram begat Ozias. Ozias begat Joatham. And Joatham begat Achaz. And Achaz begat Ezekiah. And Ezekiah begat Manasseh. And Manasseh begat Amon. And Amon begat Josiah. And Josiah begat Jeconiah and his brethren about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias begat Salatheel, and Salatheel begat Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel begat Abiah, Abiah begat Eliakim, and Eliakim begat Azor, and Azor begat Sadar, and Sadar, whose pan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, 
in whom I am well pleased. Chapter 4. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Chapter 4. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of Hit with 
you all pepped up for the big game, here's our head cheerleader, Jose Jimenez. Cherry, cherry, cherry pie. Oh, Lord, 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 only I did. 
Before we adopt any distasteful action with regard to your unpaid account, concerning which you insist upon remaining silent, we are going to make one more effort to persuade you to say or do something in harmony with your obligation to us. That, as we see it, is no more than fair. To prove the fairness of this appeal, we feel that no more need be said or done than to ask.
shores of Monterey. It was such a groovy day, and I heard the people say, Hello, dears, hello, miles. I was walking by the sea, and I heard him calling me, so I turned and good enough. It was beautiful woman. Well, now, she wasn't a beautiful woman. She wasn't a beautiful woman at all. I mean, she is all right. <laughs> but she wasn't beautiful. Now, you're going to ask me, if she wasn't beautiful, how come Julius Caesar and Mark Anthony and everybody went so crazy over her? Well, you'll have to remember that Julius Caesar and Mark Anthony were soldiers and overseas. <laughs> Caesar matter. How'd you Julius Caesar matter? He used to go down to Egypt every Fourth of July. <laughs> See, and he was down there spending the holidays. And he was, he was just set, sitting around in his tent one night by himself, lonely, reading prescriptions. <laughs> and she come 
walking in. And he was so struck by her that he just got up and gave her his seat. <laughs> and he says, he says, he says, ours mutatis longa vita. <laughs>
In walked a gentleman, very well dressed, wore a Homburg hat, and I was impressed. He is in a big hurry, and he wanted to know if we could make a special table. He had plenty of dough. He'd pick it up in two weeks when he come back to town, but it had to be different. He wanted it round. Now, I would have called the boss, but he is out to lunch. I figured this fellow was kind of off his track, so I'd humor him along till the boss got back. So I told him we could probably make it up. But then he asked me, with a gleam in his eye, if we could build this table only one foot high. By now, I was getting kind of worried. I asked for his credentials. His bank was called. They told me his credit was as good as gold. Well, then to discourage him, I made the price sky high. He eagerly accepted. Then with a silly grin, he said it must be covered in a leopard skin. Well, I wrote up the order and off he went. For two weeks steady, we slaved away. Did I have the table ready for, for delivery day? Well, he had sailed to Europe, but on the way back, his ship was sunk, and he lives no more. So if you know anybody that's uh, looking for a round pool table, one foot high, covered in a leopard skin, I'd appreciate it if you'd let me know. Call me. Collect. It's marked way down. Beautiful. Spiegelman. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Carl's friend. Uh, I like uh, dancing in the park, uh, watching Tony Stark, and dancing in the park. <laughs> Let's watch Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. 
and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie, and I'm ready because it's the old switcheroo this episode. Oh, we, we have a lot. We're very excited for you to be listening. Perhaps you listen here on mutinyradio.fm, our San Francisco affiliate, <laughs> internet radio uh, station managed by Pam Benjamin, great comedian. There's great shows on mutinyradio.fm. We want you to check them out. We're on every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you can Venmo them at Mutiny Radio. But if you want to listen to us on a podcast, uh, after you donated, of course, you can check us out by our acronym. That's the important part, Carl. Yeah. We are watch a full night movie on YouTube, unless you're going to iTunes or your uh, Zombie Mot or whatever podcast thing you have. You need to find us at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You can miss our graphic. Currently, it's a black block of no graphic. Or it'll be the Muni Radio uh, logo if we're lucky this week. But we are on uh, your podcast services, so uh, we hopefully you have subscribed or will subscribe. Our premise, Carl? Yeah. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. With you. With you. Michael Spiegelman and Carl. So we want you to go to YouTube. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. These are movies that I've read about. Trust me, I've read about this one. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, that's all I did. I had to learn about this movie through a book. But now, thanks to YouTube, these movies are on there. This guy posted this movie five years ago, six years ago. So now I can see it. I don't have to read about it. But we want to make this an experience for you. So we are going to watch this movie with you in real time. Because usually the movies we pick, it helps to have someone in the room with you. Yeah. And we want you to listen to our podcast and watch the movie on mute uh, at the same time. And uh, maybe it's a little too difficult. Do not worry. Go to YouTube and the channel L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And Carl has spent a sense of time syncing up podcasts with the movie so you can experience it without, you know, trying to get the timing right. Ad pops up. You know how these work. So we are going to do it. Now, Carl mentioned a switcheroo. We are doing a... One of our topsy turvy episodes. Carl actually is an unsung hero of this episode, and I learned that the hard way the last ten days because he, I give him a movie title, and he goes okay, and uh, yeah, watches it, and then he watches it again, and he yeah. watches it four times, which is tough when. Uh, yeah, it sucks. And you then you have to go on the internet like you care, and like. You can't just do it from IMDb and Wikipedia. That's just cheating. You got to go deep into like search 10 and find people's opinions and interviews and behind the scenes and blah, blah, blah. Something to talk about. It's tough. Right. Well, so once in a while, uh, especially if I pick Biodome, there's a moment where Carl's brain breaks and I go ahead and do it. Carl suggests the movie. I, this movie coming up, I decided to do the research because it's because for what it is. And Carl said, oh, yeah, thanks, man. I just sat through fucking full body yeah. massage for Mimi Rogers. I think I'm done. Yeah. So Carl took a break and I watched this movie five times. And honestly, I didn't have the research that Carl did. I never got a lick of that. And to be fair, it was beyond, it was Wikipedia and French Wikipedia that uh -huh. I, I gleaned a lot of information from. Uh, just tidying up my facts. But, Carl, uh, what movie are we watching this week? We are watching The Defective Detective, 
1984, the defective detective, 1984. The channel we like is not give the kid a chance. It's give the chance a kid, no spaces. Ooh, a little wordplay there. So give the chance a kid is going to be hosting the defective detective, which is actually French movie, uh, Refinez-moi. Uh, which is like roughly hold me back or I'll do bad. But in Australia, this movie was never released in America, but the American titles are To Catch a Cop or The Defective Detective. And we do have this, that's an Australian title too. Uh-huh. Listen, we're just beating around the bush. This is a 1984 movie starring Jerry Lewis that was shot in France. I never even heard of this movie until this year. I'm yeah. so excited. Oh, and it was one of two French movies that Jerry uh, starred in. Did not direct, but he starred in them. And uh, one of the agreements was that they're not released. <laughs> and thanks to YouTube and the fact that Jerry passed in 2017, uh, they're here. We can see them. How exciting. Yeah. So we want you to go ahead and t- use in the title, The Defective Detective. And please give the chance a kid is the, <laughs> is the channel. Uh, when you find it, click the link and then hit pause. And then I want you to please uh, move the timer to zero, zero, zero and just keep it there. Uh, full disclosure, I am watching this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> already. I'm watching this already. Uh, I'm editing this out. No, I'm leaving it. No. It doesn't matter. Oh, well, well, let's, uh, doesn't matter because I will figure this out because right now I'm really excited. We're going to make sure we want you to hit pause, get to zero, zero, zero. And when you hear go, hit go. Now you're going to hear go from a celebrity comedian who is part of our weekly. This is again, produced by Carl. Yeah. Celebrity comedian countdown. Right. Carl comedian friend, uh, or colleague or better, or, you know, this guy is not as good as Carl. Uh, it doesn't matter. I haven't seen it, but I love hearing it. Uh, and so we're very excited. So Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Joe Polizzotti. Welcome, Joe. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me, dude. I appreciate you. Now, we are good friends in comedy. Uh, we've been uh, doing it a, a while uh, at the same mics and at the same shows, but... What's exciting is we went out to Ohio together. Uh, we went to what? Crackpots. Yeah, uh, Maslin. Yeah, it was near Akron, right? Yeah. And 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 we had a, there were two shows out there. I think you hosted one of them. Yeah. Uh, were Were you happy with your trip? Were you glad that we brought you along? Yeah, yeah. So I initially I was only going to do it because I had uh, booked something in Chicago and something in. And uh, Chicago kind of fell through, which was kind of surprising for me. So I just ended up canceling Indianapolis. And to make it worthwhile, I ended up booking something in Pittsburgh. So that I right. I was going to mention Pittsburgh. That's where you ended up going. You didn't drive with us. You met us there because of Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, I, I was hoping I would, you know, book other stuff on the road so I didn't just drive to Ohio and then turn around. But, you know, I had fun in Ohio, so it would have been the worst. But, uh, yeah. you know, I just, you know, I wanted to double dip a little bit. And then I had so much fun in Pittsburgh that, you know, you get that performer's high where it's like, 
oh man, like I can't wait to do this again. Like we're doing it in two months and I convinced the booker to do it next month. Like you're going to come back. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come back. And then I realized like, ah, like on the ride home, I'm like, oh, I really got to do this ride again in a couple of weeks now. But you know what? I had a lot of fun. I did the most time I'd ever done out in Pittsburgh the next time out there. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Now you did the most time you ever did, but what I'm most impressed about you is the, uh, the number of people that you've been in front of. Like, I've been in front of 120 people, right? Yeah. This happened at the Moose Lodge in Clifton, right? Okay. So, but I was excited about it. And you go, oh, yeah, you know, I've done more than that. So what's the highest number you've been in front of? Um, 850. That was, that was one time. I've, I've, done, <laughs> <laughs> I've done 250 probably like 15, 20 times now. Uh-huh. And that's more fun in my opinion. You can be like still semi-intimate with the crowd you can make references to somebody you know two rows back and they might get with 850 people it's just uh chaos and not something you can really control as much and it was just it was not fun for me i mean i i talk about all the time about how i bombed in front of 850 people i don't (laughs) don't talk you know what i mean but yeah yeah but But you don't bomb in front of 250 people right i mean those shows are i mean you i don't see how you could be intimate but if, if you a little bit more, I mean, it's not it's not like you know a bar show where you know you can you know you know hear somebody drive. I mean, you can still hear stuff, but like it, it's. it's I, I'm not doing 250 people, you know. In you know, I'm doing it in like a club where it's it's set up for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a sold out show. I have to be getting a guest spot or I'm featuring or, or whatever. Um, so it's it's uh, it's set up for it where like everything just just works out you know they're all there for comedy it's not just you know then you get dragged along for uh-huh. whatever for a dinner and they're oh there's comedians here okay like this was you know they're all there to, to see somebody and it's never yeah. me <laughs> now you okay so you you're a jersey boy you grew up yep. here but uh you spent a bunch of time in chicago um you were involved with Second City up the, out there. Tell us when this happened. Tell us what went on out there and, and how it got you, you know, into comedy or, or or maybe I'm wrong about it getting you into comedy. No, no. So I had been doing comedy like seven years, uh, mainly in New York, just like hitting mics and like odd shows here and there in New York, like bar shows and stuff. Um, and then there was this online competition through the Laugh Factory. Um <laughs> That you had to post like a post up a joke, and if uh, the Laugh Factory selected you, you had a chance to win a round trip flight, and uh, they would pay. They'd give you like meal tickets, and then you'd get two paid sets at Laugh Factory in Los Angeles, which okay. I thought was really cool. So I put myself in. My buddy put himself in, and it was just you know a lot of good comics around the country just submitted, and I was fortunate enough to make the finals, and I was really you know excited about that. And then small comedy world, the girl who ended up winning, she's really funny. Um, me and her took, an, uh, she happened to be in this uh, sketch writing class I took in like 2010 and at, okay. um, at Upright Citizens Brigade in New York. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to take sketch writing again. And my buddy has this place in Chicago that'll let me rent out, you know, so I might as well just, so I just signed up on a whim for, for sketch writing and TV writing classes at Second City and uh, yeah it was just it all kind of fell together and i really uh loved living in chicago but i just didn't like performing comedy out there and i'm, I'm real glad i uh, kind of found a home in the jersey scene now yeah you're glad that you came back i mean I, I was i made a lot of good friends out there one of my one of my best friends in comedy 
he's a touring comic and he uh he's in nashville all the time he was just in uh in brooklyn and manhattan this past week and now oh. he's in dc but i i drove up to brooklyn or down i guess uh to brooklyn to uh see him and we hung out till like three in the morning just bullshitting and it was just it was great it was just yeah, you know good to just you know talk to like-minded people you know i love nothing more than that now, how can people find you out there on the interwebs, you know, social media or website? How do people, you know, go find Joe Paul Lazzotti? I mean, they got to be able to spell my last name right first, which is a big step back. Because um, <laughs> uh, some jerk took my uh, my tag that I wanted to use. Um, well, it's P-O-L-I, Paula, P-O-L-I, then two Zs. And then O-T-T-I, Adi, right? P-O-L-I-Z-Z-O-T-T-I. -T -T 